song King, that song like you sing, and King like a queen's husband. The first time that I met today's guest, uh, within an hour or so, she was already showing me her wedding video. So (laughs) I knew when I started this podcast that she needed to come on the show. Megan Deverell, welcome to On Brand Brides. Thank you so much. That's really embarrassing that that's what I did. (laughs) I don't even remember that, but we obviously had so much fun and I know you were talking about, were you guys talking about getting married at that point? Were you engaged? I think we were engaged. Um, Honestly, I can't remember. Oh, I think that was a couple of months afterwards. So weddings and everything must have been pretty fresh on our minds or my mind. And I imagine that's why we started talking about it. I was going to say that's really embarrassing if you weren't even engaged. (laughs) If I was just like, let's watch my wedding video. Oh, my God. I kind of wish that was true, though. (laughs) I think your husbands were outside and they like come back in and your husband Andrew's like, is this – is this really happening? Are you really <laughs> making her watch this? Oh, God. I was like, no, I, I asked to watch it. I wanted to. So um, I actually watched your video this morning um, a couple of times. I was taking some notes of all my favorite things and stuff. Um, lots of good touches. Well, thank you. <laughs> Before we talk about the wedding, I want to kind of introduce you to our listeners. Um, so how would you describe your style? My style is, you know, am I dramatic? Am I extra? Not, not necessarily, but I definitely like to be um, over the top whenever I can. I mean, I'm always, I wouldn't say the best dressed, but always appropriately dressed or the fanciest. I always like to be dressier than maybe something calls for because I just, I don't know. I have, I have that formal kind of like vibe at heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's always better to be overdressed than underdressed anyway. Totally. I remember one horrifying experience of going to um, a vintner's house in Napa, and it was a private party, and I ended up wearing jeans, and I was the least dressed by far, and I just felt... I just felt disrespectful and kind of out of place the whole time. Nobody cared, but like for me personally, it felt terrible and I never ever did that again. So I'm always like dressed to the nines. I love, um, you know, really good costume jewelry. I'm the type of person who always brings a hostess gift to whatever event I go to. I have personalized stationery. I like, you know, I have Emily Post etiquette book. I, I appreciate those things and I like to, um, you know, Andrew and I had for my husband, Andrew, for years, we had uh, glassware that would match whatever drink that you were drinking, whether it was a certain type of red, or if it was a brandy snifter, or if it was an Irish coffee, or we had this huge cabinet that had everything that matched what it was that you were drinking. And I we, love that. Totally. Cause it was all for us. It's always been about kind of the experience. So that's, so my style, you know, I love fashion. I love design. I love, I think just the experiencing the highest version of everything where, you know, don't just have the Irish coffee, have the gold rimmed glass that it's supposed to be drank in. So you can see all the levels, you know, just stuff like that. We've always been, big entertainers. We love, um, we both have a background in the restaurant industry. Right. And right. Your husband made dinner for us and it was amazing. Yeah. I was trying to remember what it was that he made. Um, I don't remember. I remember there was cheese involved. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if I'm involved, there's cheese involved. Um, 
but that kind that's kind of our our style our vibe is like we met in the restaurant industry and we have such a history with it that um it's always been part of us to really enjoy entertaining for people um and you know not just having people over for dinner but like you know four or five courses and apps and drinks to match and then he's always the one cooking so i'm always the the martha stewart of what does the tablescape look like and what is the what, the what are the songs that are playing and what's do we have a playlist for the evening and um so we really the dynamic took, duo totally totally and it worked well um so we really took that into our wedding uh when we realized that this is it's not just us getting married there's a degree of that that's for us personally but this really is us throwing a party for what ended up being 250 of our closest family and friends wow that's a good size it was a there were 300 invited and it was a destination wedding you got married in lake tahoe right we did at squaw creek resort which is now the palisades yes i was um, actually there yesterday <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yeah, I was snowboarding it's there. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, they've just got a bunch of snow. Mm-hmm. But you were there in September. Yep, Labor Day weekend. So it was important to us if we were going to do a destination wedding that it was a longer weekend because it was going to be a drive for some people. Um, and there were actually a lot of a decent amount of people who flew in. So they kind of needed that that full, you know, weekend. Um, so we, you know, when we started thinking about where we wanted to have the wedding, we thought about right off the bat, we thought Tahoe, it's too expensive. We're not going to do it. Um, oh, interesting. and then we looked at, you know, maybe we'll do it in where his family has a cabin in Pinecrest. We'll do it, you know, by the lake, we'll bring in a caterer. We'll do, you know, kind of do the whole thing there. Well, when we penciled it out, I mean, bringing in a caterer, bringing in the the rentables in terms of tables and chairs and and basically having to build the entire infrastructure of a wedding was quickly getting to be as expensive as it would have been to just go to a more expensive venue. So we looked at, I mean, we're doing the math and it was like, it's easily going to be 30, 40, 50 grand to bring all this stuff in, pay for the caterer. So then, you know, I talked with my parents and I'm like, can, if this is in the ballpark in terms of price, can we look at Tahoe again? And they're like, whatever you want. But they agreed that the logistics of that sounded like a nightmare and they didn't want to have to, to manage that. I didn't want to have to manage more than I already was managing, which is, I didn't, I did not have a planner. I had a coordinator. Okay. For the like a weekend day of? of? Okay. The weekend the up, whole weekend. The weekend up. So she actually, she and I started um, talking, we hired her months before, but we started kind of touching base, I think a month before, two weeks before, and then she was up there when we, I think we were up there Tuesday to Tuesday, she came like Thursday to Monday, I think it was. Um, So because we only had a, a coordinator and not a planner, um, I just didn't want to get into all of those, like, it just was too much. So we finally decided on doing it in a place where everybody can stay there. They can do the, re- we didn't do the rehearsal dinner there. We did it down the street at Plump Jack. Um, oh yeah. I know the place. Right. In the village. Yeah. But it, it was still kind of right there. Like nobody had to really, you either drove or you took a shuttle, but it was like a quarter of a mile away. Yeah. Essentially um, the same place. Totally. So it was important to, to pick something where everything was kind of housed all in one um if we were going to drag everybody up there and and 
you know, so the, the cost of it quickly did not seem as exorbitant as I thought it did in the beginning. And, you know, one of your, one of the things we were thinking about when one of your questions was, what did we have a budget? It was kind of like, do what you need to do, but don't be excessive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like people who have a real number budget, uh, myself included, really take that approach anyways. And that's why everyone yeah. goes over because it's kind of totally. like, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm just going to be uh, selective about what I bouge out on. Yes, exactly. And that's totally what we did. I mean, we ended up, I had this beautiful cake in mind with this crazy fondant, very detailed, gorgeous uh, situation picked out. And the quote was like five grand. Oh my God. And I just thought, yeah. And I just thought, this is not where I want to spend my money. Um, so what I ended up doing was a beaut. I had the, the resort do it. I had the restaurant do it and I ended up doing just a beautiful white cake and the florist came in and did her thing that matched all of our arrangements. And I called it a day on that because I didn't want to spend for that kind of money. I wanted to take that elsewhere and, and spend that in some different areas. Totally. What did you want to spend your money on? So, oh God, uh, <laughs> the dress. Oh I my didn't God, even, the dress. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about what I thought a ballpark for the dress would be. Mm -hmm. I just went in blindly and was like, I just want to find out. I want to find something that I love and that's going to be it, um, which I did. And I, it was, it was, I mean, I don't know what other people spend on their dresses. For me, it was very expensive. It was more than $10,000. Yeah, your dress was a Galia Lahav dress, yes, right? It um, was. And did you it find was. it? Did you find it actually at the Galia place, or did you get it from somewhere no. else? No. So I got it from a boutique in Walnut Creek, and okay. they had. Um, I first went to a boutique in San Francisco, and <laughs> I, I'm not a, a huge person, but I'm certainly not a size zero. Um, and then there was there wasn't a whole lot that I that I mean. The styles were cool, but you really, it was hard to get a vibe for what things would look like when you kind of just have to pin it on. And, oh, yeah, like of, the front on you know. top view. Yeah. I mean, even at like a size six or size eight, there wasn't a whole lot that we were able to like really try on. Um, is that the case at most places? Do you know? Or is that maybe like the boutique you happened to go to? <sighs> I think it was kind of the one I happened upon. It okay. was very kind That's of San Francisco bougie, you know. So I just couldn't – it was a beautiful boutique. I just couldn't get a feel for what I really wanted because I wasn't able to get anything on my body, really. Yeah, you want to put the dress on and see how you feel. Yeah, yeah. And I had a the, the vision for what I wanted was not – it was sort of what I ended up going for, but I really wanted long sleeve, lots of lace, very tight, very sheer. Um, and they just didn't have, it, it wasn't happening. So we ended up going to a boutique in Walnut Creek, um, local, and they had several different designers. So I was able to kind of, you know, take a look at different things and was trying on more of what I thought I wanted, long sleeve, lots of lace, very sheer. Um, and it's, you know, as cliche as it is, it's what happened. The gal said, why don't you try this one on? And I'm like, nope, that's terrible, but whatever, <laughs> I'll try it on. And it literally, like, I just started crying. My mom was crying. Everybody was crying. We didn't even say anything. It was like, clearly this is the one. This is the um, one. And it was one of those, you'll see, I think you saw it in my video where it's hanging in the window 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a whole lot in the pic in that on the hanger. Yeah. But when you put it on, it was like it oh, just Oh yeah. It like made your curves just look Yeah. Oh, like, damn, was, she's hot. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was a super intense dress. But you could never tell from the hanger, which is why I just flipped past it. I'm like, I don't want that dress. And then you put it on your body and it t- it took on a life. Dresses do not look the same on a hanger. Um the that shot that they always do with it on the hanger i'm always like a little sad about it because it makes everyone's dress look like ah, it's here totally my mom actually had the idea uh which we actually weren't able to execute this but she had an idea to like get a mannequin and put my like the dress on a mannequin yeah. for the shot so then it's actually like human shaped uh, but we were not able to find a mannequin oh in Mexico. <laughs> That's such so. a smart idea. Yeah, yeah. So where else did I spend money? It was really important to us to have to really spoil our guests and take care of them. So we had open bar the whole time. We had um, really good, you know, top of the top of the line food that was yeah. served. Wait, tell us a little about the food since you guys had the restaurant background. You know, we wanted higher end dishes, the ones that cost the, the always the add ons, you know, plus five dollars for the price per person. Um, but one of the things that I really wanted uh, was a cheesecake and uh, like not a cheesecake, but a cake made of wheels of cheese. Oh, and I saw a gorgeous one on Pinterest that was decorated. It was like five or six wheels of cheese all put together with figs and uh, flowers and all kinds of different fruit and crap. And the whole thing was done and it was insane. And I said, I want this. I have to have this. So we, I don't know how it happened, but the restaurant that we worked at ended up doing one and giving that to us as our gift. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So that was actually the part of the appetizer fair right mm-hmm. after the ceremony. Okay. So that was put out where all the tables were, where everybody went to cocktail right afterward. Um, so although we didn't end up spending money on that because it was given as a gift and I didn't know that until after the fact, that's one of the things that I was like, I don't want money on the cake that people are going to eat when they're absolutely trashed at the end of the night. I want the money on the cheese in the beginning that everybody's going to remember and absolutely love. And that's so unique. And like you said, whenever uh, you're involved, there's cheese. So (laughs) (laughs) apparently the restaurant knew. Totally. I feel like everyone who knows me knows that about me too, which is so bad. um, Yeah. So, and one of the bummers was that we didn't, we didn't foresee this, but there, the wasps were still so bad from the summer (gasps) up in Tahoe that they were all over the cheese and they had to break down the cheesecake and put it onto plates and actually serve it to people because, and I didn't know this, we were busy taking photos at the time, but they were, people had a tough time getting near the cheesecake because of how many wasps there were, which heartbroke me later. But thankfully I didn't know about it at the time. I couldn't freak out about it, but so people <laughs> saw it, there are photos of it and then they kind of had to break it down, which was a bummer. Yeah. But you know, those are the things that you, you couldn't plan for the wasp. No, it is what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, kind of in the realm of food and stuff. I noticed that you guys had like little hot sauce party favors. Can you tell me about that? Yes. So so the tablescape was really important to me because I just that's I always end up doing that at home just because it's something I enjoy. You know, when you sit down to a meal together with friends or family and you can just appreciate the beauty of the food that my husband makes and then 
you know, couple the table along with that. It's just a really fun way to, um, I don't know, just kind of spoil people. So the tablescape I thought about, this was actually, it's side note, this is a really funny, not so funny at the time, but funny now, fight between Andrew and I, because he was, you don't know what your spouse, your future spouse is going to be really, um, have an opinion about Mm -hmm. when it comes to planning the (laughs) wedding until something pops up. And he was like hell bent on having the centerpieces in a certain way. And he's like, you can't have, you can't have anything too tall because then people can't see each other and they have to talk around it. It's really awkward and weird. And I'm like, (laughs) I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, it's my vision. It's my vibe. I'm getting married. You just happen to be there. I will say as a short person, I do agree with that. (laughs) I mean, there's so, there's so much to it. I mean, it's valid. It's totally valid point. But at the time I'm like, that's not my vision. I want tall candelabras. I want, you know, all this crazy stuff. So, um, (laughs) but he was like, no, we're not doing it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So we ended up doing, so anyway, the, the whole, I had to build the tablescape around his very hot opinion on not, (laughs) not obstructing the eye line of people across the table. So we had, I got mix and match, um, glass candlesticks, somewhere two or three inches, somewhere six inches and kind of did those throughout the table. And I had um, moss and kind of some shine. I wanted shine. I wanted bright. So there's some sequin table runners. And I made the table numbers myself. At the place settings, everybody had their their napkin, their menu. And then everybody's gifts, it was alternating place settings. One was a homemade raspberry jam. And the next place setting was a hot sauce that Andrew made. So we made the jam. We went to the restaurant when the restaurant was closed. And we made these huge quantities of jam we jarred it like you and andrew made and yes, jarred jam yes. we made we made and jarred jam and he, <laughs> he made and jarred hot sauce that is so cool we thought it was cool because we thought we don't want to just give people i mean not to knock the the traditional things that people do but we wanted them to have something that kind of was us and andrew was super into making yeah. hot sauce at the time he still makes it so he thought why don't we get people hot sauce and then in, in case they don't like hot sauce then we'll give the next person jam so the couple the thought was the couple attending or whoever would end up going with one in one and they were like full full size jars of hot oh, sauce yeah. it was like yeah. very impressive yeah i definitely would have loved yeah. that not like yeah. the sample size <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool. I still have them on our spice shelf. They've, they've long gone bad since then. But I have the with the label that we made. It was a label from our engagement photo shoot where um, <clears throat> the engagement photo shoot ended up in a lot of tears because it was <gasps> it was us. just a disaster. And we just we weren't prepared. Our outfits didn't match. It was super uh-huh. stressful. We were trying to run to all these different locations. His friend was doing the photos for us. And I just felt like I was I just it was. I was melting down. So he brought a flask with him and we both just started drinking. We're like, screw it. We just, we're just going to start drinking. And one of the best photos that we have is of both of us taking shots up on this, this hillside. Um, just like, screw it. We don't even, we're just, it's going to be what it is at this point. Let's just start drinking. And the, there's a great photo of the two of us just like, you know, throwing caution to the wind, taking shots. And that's what's on the um, the label, which was pretty cute. That so, is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did for the favors. And it was, you know, everything I did, 
I was like, I can do this. I, I have the bandwidth to do this. I, my mom's like, you're going to jar your own jam. Are you insane? And I'm like, probably, but like, it's worth it to me. I like that. I want that experience for, yeah. um, you know, I just think that's a cool thing to give to people. It and is. We ended up getting it done. I forget what happened, but we, we ended up having to make it twice. So we actually made 600 rounds of jam. <sighs> Oh my god! And this was all the week of the wedding. No, God, no. This was because uh, oh, you can you can jar okay. yeah you can jar jam and and it'll it'll sit for a while. No, the week of the wedding was putting together the welcome baskets. Mm-hmm. What did you have in there? Because it's a destination wedding, right? So you wanted little things. <sighs> yes, I felt like I had to have the welcome baskets. My mom again was like, "Are you sure that this is necessary?" And I'm like, "Yes, we have to do it." What do we do? I know we had booze, we had some snacks, we had basically anything you would go raid the mini bar for. Um, we had some personalized koozies um, that had our wedding date on there. Were people using the koozies during the wedding at all? A couple people did. A couple people mm-hmm. did, and then some people went back up to their room to get them. Um, nice. Yeah, because it was kind of chilly, which I didn't really know because I was drinking. But some people said that it was going to be a little cold. So we actually had our wedding coordinator on her way up to Tahoe stop at Ikea and buy 200 flannel blankets from Ikea to drape over the back of every chair. That's really thoughtful because I think like it's really hard to enjoy yourself when you're cold. Totally. And like... When there's a blanket there, you're like, absolutely, I will be using this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people who, well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but the people who don't drink mm-hmm. were truly cold because it was yeah. the mountains and, you know, everybody else who's been, who was partying was like, <laughs> I, I didn't think anything yeah. about the weather. It was not a big deal. Um, I wore just my wedding dress and my wedding dress, this is insider information, <laughs> was so sheer that I didn't wear anything underneath it. Nothing. <laughs> Not a not a slip, no underwear, not oh a bra. Oh my nothing. god, so scandalous! Um, <laughs> totally, and I was I was totally fine temperature wise because we were drinking so much that it was like you couldn't it didn't didn't phase mm-hmm. you. Um, but that was interesting to try to remember when he was taking my garter <laughs> off that I wasn't wearing any underwear. <laughs> oh my god, I definitely would have been like panicking in that moment. Totally. <laughs> Speaking of the garter, totally. you. I remember your garter, like it was in the video, it was like really beautiful, but did you have like a Uh dupe that he tossed? I did. (laughs) Yes and no. So I, that was another thing I spent money on. I had this, um, it was, it was an antique, it wasn't an antique, but it was of the antique, um, style, uh, garter that was all diamonds and, you know, um, little crystals and it matched my giant teardrop Mm -hmm. earrings. Um, so I wanted, I had that custom made and it was, I don't know, it was probably three or $400, Oh wow! Okay. Um, which in hindsight seems silly. Like who's gonna, you know, my kids will see it. Maybe one of my daughters will wear it. Um, but in hindsight, it seems kind of like, you know, you can just put a garter on. Nobody would know <laughs> the difference, but there was, there was a dummy that he was supposed to throw, mm-hmm. which he did not. He threw the actual one because oh, he got carried away, <laughs> threw it into the crowd and then thankfully had the wherewithal to know that I was going to kick his ass yeah. if he let whoever caught it walk away with it. Yeah. And he ran over to our friend who was the next to get married <gasps> And was like, dude, I need that back. I'll give you the other one. Here's the other one. This is the one I'm actually (laughs) supposed to give you, but I'm going to need that one back. And he was like, all right, well, whatever. 
so yes, he did. Thankfully, I've I've um, yelled at him enough over the years about <laughs> stuff like that that he was like, "Oh shit, I have to get that." Good job, good job, proving uh, yeah. that he was husband material immediately. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. On the topic of things that were tossed, uh, also in your video, I was watching you throw you your bouquet. You <laughs> are not the traditional bride here. Like you know, most people throw it behind their back. You like literally look out and just chuck it across the dance floor. So it's so funny that you called me out on that because first of all, Andrew's like who has not stopped giving me shit about that. First of all, I was not sober. So that seemed yep. to make sense at the time. But truly, if you look at the way that the video was, there were two strings of lights that were hanging down in the middle mm -hmm. of the whole crowd. So I thought if I throw, first of all, if I don't look, it's going to get tangled up in that. I need to Smart. look at what I'm doing. And second, I got to launch this thing because it's going to land in the middle of the cross of those two yeah. strings of lights. So there was like logic behind it, but you know, <laughs> I was not sober and I yeah. launched that thing. I launched it to the back row and he's just like, dude, you can <laughs> you aiming for and I was like I didn't want to get caught up in the thing and blah 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 and it's like you're crazy so yeah that was definitely a um he said I did it wrong. Like, yeah, whatever. You can't do it wrong. You're the mm -mm, ride. Everyone mm -mm. else was just standing in the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that was funny. That was so funny. Going back to the ceremony, I noticed in the very mm -hmm. beginning there was someone that was playing bagpipes. Was that – is yes. someone – one of you Scottish or how did that come in? So my – yeah, my family is very Irish. Oh, 100%, Irish. 100% Irish. I'm I'm kind of a mix at this point, but, um, you know, parents are, are – family is very Irish. And my um, sisters both had bagpipes at their wedding and it just was a, a nod to the family heritage. And um, we also had, we played the song. It was, it's actually the, um, it's not the song of industry. It's the, it's the one that's at the beginning of Outlander. And it's a very, very, very traditional um, Scottish Irish ballad. Um, and we played that and then said some words for the people who were not there, uh, to enjoy the day with us. Um, namely my grandfather who I was very, very close with, but, but other family members who were not there for the day. Um, so that was kind of a, we wanted to signal, we wanted that him playing. We wanted part of the heritage. We wanted to kind of sing, signal that now this is where everybody's kind of, go to your seats and this is that we're kind of starting and then and then he he so he played some some other songs first and then he and once everybody sat down then he played that song um and then the um officiant who's actually my husband's grandfather oh, okay. um said some words on the people who were not there uh that day so it was kind of just a just nod to heritage and um but it was cool. It was really cool. It definitely sounds like an iconic moment. Did uh, you and did everyone walk down the aisle to like bagpipe music as well or? No. So we had a DJ okay. um, because it was, I wanted too many different types of music mm -hmm. to be playing throughout the evening yeah. to really be able to settle on like a band. 
Um, so while we love the band vibe and that's totally like our scene, we decided that a DJ was only going to be the only type of person who would be able to carry off that many different genres. I can relate. So, um, the DJ <laughs> actually texted me on Friday. The wedding was on Sunday because I had not picked anything by Friday of our wedding. Ooh. And I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I didn't know what I wanted. I hadn't picked anything yet. And I'm like, oh shit, he's right. I've got to get this to him. So it was all off cuff. The bridal party walked down to Bittersweet Symphony's instrumental. Love that song. Mm -hmm. Loved it. We didn't want anything that people would expect. We didn't want, you know, we appreciate all of the traditions that other people choose for their weddings, but we didn't want anything stock. We didn't, I had a whole list of songs that were not going to be played yep. at my reception. Um, so I really wanted the songs that we walked down to, to be unique. Um, so the instrumental was just perfect. It was unexpected, but it was still, it was regal. It was elegant, but it was fun. Um, it was lively. It wasn't, but it was kind of serious at the same time. Yeah. It was, it just worked totally. It's worked. kind of reflective of you and the night, just like fun, serious, yes. loving, yeah. but elegant. All of it. Yeah. All of it rolled in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what, so I loved it. I walked down to Santana's Samba Pati. <gasps> what? That is such yeah. a good song yeah. choice. How did you choose that? I love that song. Because remember, I've got like 30 minutes before I have to leave and get these songs to the DJ. <laughs> and it just was, which was good. Because I think if I had thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, I would have gone back and forth and I would have driven myself insane yeah. about it. Um, I love that song. It was beautiful. It was quiet but there's the guitar solo that's amazing and it crescendos in this really dramatic you know it was kind of it was the same thing it was everything all rolled into one and i knew everybody would hear it and be like oh my god i love this song yeah. and it was gonna it was unexpected but it was appreciated i loved it and then at the end the the song that played as we left the altar right. and we started kind of the cocktail party was led zeppelin's thank you you know, it's Led Zeppelin and all of a sudden it's a party. So, um, yeah, those are my song choices. Wow, your wedding literally beginning to end sounds like such a good party. When you guys finished the ceremony and walked out, did you go straight to the bar? L right to the bar, like immediately <laughs> to the bar. And our, our coordinator was like, no, 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 we're going over here to get photos. And I'm like, nope, this is where we're going right here. And the both of us, and even Andrew was like, I think we have to, I'm like, nope, we're going, this is what we're doing and took a shot of whiskey and that was the beginning of you know the party know, the beginning of the end but yeah certainly <laughs> yeah no it was good and you had like giant martini glasses you guys were drinking out of was that just for show or were you really drinking out of that <laughs> okay so again both and they were there for for show because we had the their vases. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we put them on the table there as a decoration. And then when we sat down and the server came over, they said, do you want us to fill these? And we thought, yeah, why not? That's, that's a great idea. Let's yeah. do that. So Andrew had his was a Manhattan and mine was basically chilled tequila. So, <laughs> I effectively drank, and I do not recommend this to anybody listening, almost an entire bottle of tequila oh my because God. I just, 
kept sitting. It was there in front of me. They're doing speeches. We're eating dinner. You know, I just kept <laughs> sipping on it and sipping on it and sipping on it. And oh that God. would be probably be one of the things that I would tell people, watch yourself. Um, because although I didn't do anything embarrassing, I definitely drank a lot yeah. at my wedding. <laughs> um, there are some really great photos of me after the fact, just, just done, just completely toast. Um, but yeah, that was, there's real booze in there and we drank the whole thing. That is honestly like, I applaud you. That is so <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I'm like literally tearing up from how hard I'm laughing. I am so impressed. Like, <laughs> I got married in Mexico and I like definitely did not drink that much tequila. <laughs> so we've talked about all these like great things that happened during your wedding. I know that there was a little bit of a mishap with your dress. Uh, oh God! <laughs> can we talk about that it kills me to this day yeah there were a few I've kept in my head you know what are the things that I would share with people um if they if I was doing this again and my dress um was it, it was backless mm -hmm. but it had a very sheer gauze to it and the gauze came up over the shoulder so that it would look like I had floating um cap sleeves that kind of sat off the shoulder. So those were held on by the gauze that went all the way down my back and, you know, right above. Yeah. Like the nude, the nude mesh or whatever, right? Yes, exactly. I guess the takeaway is even more important than the dress that you buy is the alterations person that you choose to put hands on that dress. And the person who did it for me was like the second string of alterations people for the boutique that I bought the dress from because the one person was either away or was really busy. And the person who did it was very good, but she was very busy. And I could tell that she was not at the top of her game because she was so busy. So in one of our very, very first fittings, my, oh God, like my, my brain, my, my body tenses up. Because I knew my intuition, I knew she shouldn't have done what she did, but I didn't say anything because I thought she's the, the alterations person. I don't know better. I'm, you know, I'm going to let her do her thing. She cut the gauze from the sleeve on one shoulder because it needed to be altered. She wanted to pull it up so that it was tighter and kind of rearrange what was happening with the cap sleeve. Well, she did, but the strength of that gauze was not what it was when it came from the designer because she had cut it and it wasn't reinforced strong enough. So when I was putting my arms up to hug people, putting my arms up to dance, putting my arms up to whatever, it slowly, well, pretty quickly ripped all of that seam out. And I had a flap of a part of my dress. So the whole back part of it was ripped essentially. So it, the arm didn't, um, the arm still went around my shoulder, but I had like, just like this open flap part on the back, but it was the fact that it was as expensive, even if it wasn't a very expensive dress, it's my wedding day. I'm standing there in front of hundreds of people and my dress is falling apart. Yeah. Um, it was mortifying. I was absolutely furious. I am furious to this day though. I've, I've learned to let things go. Wait, where was the coordinator? She didn't have any safety pins. 
I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know where she was. Um, she was definitely on, on her game. Um, I have no idea where she was though. So I got a bunch of safety pins and tried to safety pin it together, but the strength of that going over my shoulder over time, those kept popping. So finally I just tucked it underneath kind of like into my, you know, whatever, it doesn't even matter, but it didn't look the way that it was supposed to in photos. And I mean, I got, I got all of the important photos in the beginning before that happened. So that was good. But from the reception, from the dinner, from all of the rest of that, it's ripped. I'm wearing a ripped dress and it drives me insane. The other thing that really should have been a red flag to me, but it was too late in the game to deal with it was the way that my train was, I didn't want to bustle because I have kind of a, a bigger butt. So I didn't want this cascade of fabric coming out of my biggest feature. Yep, I get that. So I didn't want, I didn't want it coming out. I didn't want it bustled like that in the back. I wanted it to hang from a ring around my finger from the middle so that I could kind of carry it from my hand. It was kind of like a Cinderella princessy. Yeah. I noticed you kind of were holding it during your dances. Because she was not able to do, well, she was able to do it. She didn't have enough time. So I went to pick up the dress and she was supposed to have made this, um, the string connect to the, to the back of the dress so that I could carry it and it would kind of sachet beautifully because it was all of that lace and sequins and it was it was supposed to have a whole like vibe with it and I showed up to pick up the dress and she was in her office with I don't know a minimum of a hundred other dresses and she said I didn't have enough time so what I thought that we could do is we could just get this satin ribbon and we could like tie the the bus the dress to your wrist and I'm like, I'm not doing that. You're insane. I'm so pissed right now. I didn't have a fight with her because at that point it was like, it's Wednesday. I'm wearing this dress on Sunday. This is not happening. If you couldn't do it, it would have been appreciated if you could have told me that. And maybe I could have found someone else who could do it. Absolutely. But now I'm stuck with a dress that I didn't know it was going to rip, but, um, you know, was not done the way that I want. So in the beginning I was like, okay, whatever, troubleshooting, we'll figure it out. And that sucked. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where, you know, you're trying to be chill. You're like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't want to like push people. I'm just going to trust other people to do their thing. But then they don't do the thing they're supposed to. And you're like, oh, this is what I get for not like nagging essentially. For not not being the bridezilla. I mean, I for not being that person. That's what Mm -hmm. happened. And it sucks. And I will... Not that, I mean, my mom was amazing throughout this whole thing, but I did so much of it myself. She wasn't there when I picked up the dress and whatnot, but I, <laughs> I will be that insane person for my daughters yeah. and where they think that I'm overbearing and crazy yes. so that those things don't happen. Yes. And it's not that, again, not that my mom wasn't there for that. She was amazing. And she, God, she looked incredible. Her dress was her dress blew all the moms and brides dresses out of the water. It was insane. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Cause I'm like, you're not, she wouldn't have wanted to, but I'm like, you're not walking down in like a two piece pastel. Like it's not happening. And she, it, she looked incredible. I love Anyway, that. she was my, she was my rock through that entire thing. But I just, I probably should have been a little bit more. I think I was a bridezilla personally to my husband and to my family, but to the, to the vendors, I feel like, I probably should have gone with my gut a couple more times and especially with alterations person because the dress suffered my, my vision of that whole aspect of it really suffered. And, you know, I can come away with it knowing that it was beautiful and it, of you know, course. in hindsight, it was great, but 
it sucked at the time. Yeah. It's just one of those things because you're like, damn, I feel like there's something I could have done to avoid this. And I think those are like yep. the most frustrating. The things that happen yeah. and you're like, we had no control over the wasp. Like, okay, whatever. Totally. But yeah. Totally. Well, I think it's really good to, like you said, either have your mom or a maid of honor or even like your fiance, like being there and being kind of that bad guy for you um, when yeah. like yeah. maybe you're just totally. you're over it. <laughs> and that's who the coordinator ended up being. But that was really for the execution piece. Thank you so much, Megan, for just sharing all of those details and stories. I feel like I definitely picked up a lot of stuff that I'm sure Absolutely. listeners will find useful. I hope so. I I could, you know, we could all talk about our own weddings forever. Oh, yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I plan to. That's why I started this podcast. <laughs> yes. And then side note. Okay. So one of your questions was, do people even pay attention to the attire on a wedding invitation? I am the person that does 100%. And I was devastated to miss your wedding in general, but to miss it because of the Met Gala theme. And I thought, Andrew, I was like, Andrew, I, we need to go just so that I can wear an incredible dress. And then part of the drama with that was I found out I was pregnant partway through. So I'm like, how am I going to wear this insane, incredible dress when I'm pregnant? This is horrible. But that was the best. It's the best theme I've ever had anybody pick I've ever seen ever. I remember it was incredible. you messaged me about it, like kind of right after I sent it out. And you're like, I love this. I'm already excited. I'm ready shopping. And like, that was exactly yes. like the hype that I wanted people to feel. So yeah, I was really bummed. But I think maybe the four of us can plan our own little like Met Gala themed night and we'll just dress up and have dinner. Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> or just go to Mexico and just, you know. Dress up. Yeah, we'll just do it again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Well, Megan, any like final words for the audience? You know, my husband, I said, do you have any tidbits for the audience? And he said, yeah, I would say spend good money on a photographer and a videographer because as much as you feel like you're going to be there and be present, there's so much that you won't be able to capture. And it's important to have those other people do it. I totally agree with that. I think do all those unique things that you, you know, maybe some people feel are risky or they feel like are extra or not going to be appreciated. But if you want to do it for you, do it. And there are people who appreciate those things. So I think the uniqueness that um, every bride brings to the day in whatever way is is what makes it. Those are the things that people see and they talk about. Um, you know, it makes it not just another wedding that we went to this weekend. Exactly. And like, there are so many weddings these days that like, you don't want yours to just blend in with all the others. No, no. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Megan. And I'm sure that we'll probably have to have you on again soon because this was just so fun. (laughs) This is volume one. I have plenty of other things to say if anybody You can find Megan on Insta at Lady Deverell. That's Delta Echo, Victor Echo, Romeo Echo Lima. <laughs> Why did I just do that? I'm at Song King on Insta and at Song Song King on TikTok. Megan has promised to finally post her wedding photos when this episode drops. So that only is six years later. <laughs> and one of my New Year's resolutions is to finally post the rest of my and Adam's wedding photos. DM me and let me know what your favorite parts of our conversation were. Do you agree that Megan isn't dramatic or extra? Because I know I certainly don't. She's giving gaga. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Okay, love you. Bye.